across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. This episode is brought to you by Rebus University and its flagship product, the Certified Listing Agent Course, or the CLA designation. Rebus is an online platform for sales training, typically not taught in a classroom setting, or almost never taught in a classroom setting. As I mentioned, its flagship product, the CLA, Certified Listing Agent, exposes massively disruptive techniques regarding rapport building, commission enhancements, and the latest sales techniques and objection handling scripts. I suggest you go to hybendigital.com backslash discount. That's hybendigital.com backslash discount. And try a free trial of some of the modules. Play around. Take a few of the quizzes that are offered on Rebus. See what you think of the online learning platform. If you want to invest in the entire course, simply use that link to get $100 off. A lot of the people that have put the course together think that the course should sell for $5,000. And as a listener of Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars, if you use the link, hybendigital.com backslash discount, you will get it at way less than 20% of of that belief cost basically what it is is the cla course is put together by eight of the world's top listing agent and it shows you you know how they list and how they get practically every seller that they meet to sign with them and to use them as the listing agent several of his students are renowned agents around the world or the number one agents are in the top 10 in their companies. This is what one of the recent graduates, Dion Jones, said. He says, wow, first class material. Jeff Cohn is a rock star. Rachel Adams and others deliver tons of value. Thank you, Pat, for drawing out that little extra from each presenter. If you are a realtor and thinking about becoming one or thinking about becoming one, invest in yourself with Rebus University. Well said, Dion. Thanks so much for the positive comment and hybendigital.com backslash discount. Check it out today. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have another great guest coming to us from Louisiana. I got Trey Willard on the line, and he is making some noise out there. And uh, get your papers and pencils ready, because he's got some nuggets to share. So without further ado, Trey, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, man, awesome, dude. Thanks so much for the introduction, and it's it's a it's a pleasure to be with you guys today, and, and I hope that I can provide a, a ton of value uh, on this podcast today. My pleasure. I, I know you're good buddies with Jeff Cohn. You you know you're over there, both over there, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, and uh, how's things going for you there? Man, I think things are awesome. We we transitioned from a smaller boutique brokerage in May uh, to Berkshire Hathaway. We are the only the second Berkshire brand in the state of Louisiana. 
Um, so it's, 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 it's great, man. The resources are great. The education is great. Uh, the brand is very elegant. It's, it's something that Baton Rouge, Louisiana hasn't seen before. So, uh, it, it's been a really good transition and I'm, I'm, I'm just pumped to be a part of the, uh, the brand. That's cool. So, um, why don't you give us all a little bio on yourself so we can get to know you better? Yep. Yep. So graduated from Louisiana state university in 2007. I have a degree in communications, uh, technical sales and business. I uh, was in the service industry. I waited tables throughout my entire college career, graduated from LSU, continued to wait tables, got into uh, a few sales positions. I did telecommunication sales for a short term. I did office equipment sales for a short term, uh, neither of which really were, uh, I just never really, I don't know, I never really became passionate about those jobs. So went back into the service industry. I had a friend of mine who needed an assistant inevitably in real estate, and I had already thought about getting my license and jumped on board with him as an assistant. I was licensed within three or four months. I was a buyer's agent uh, in 2010 with Keller Williams. I was rookie of the year. Uh, I, was, I was with them for another year, year and a half, and I was approached by uh, a, a large uh, commercial developer slash commercial um, brokerage that was looking to get into the residential world and asked me if, if I would uh, come aboard and become the lead residential agent and help them get that, um, get that residential arm uh, up and running and did that, was there for uh, three and a half years and recently um, they, they transitioned into a larger uh, commercial firm which is Ladder and Bloom here locally and we took the residential division and moved it over to Berkshire. Wow. Okay, cool. Exciting stuff. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty. Like how many houses did you sell last year? Six, 60 houses last year. You sold 60? Sold 60. Okay. So you're selling five houses a month. Now, uh, you doing that all on your own? Completely. Last year by myself, I had a uh, full-time administrative assistant and, and I, I did all the sales. It was 32 listings and uh, 28 buyer sales. Good, good. I see a couple good things there. Number one, your profit margin is going to be sweet because, you know, you're not paying out uh, people. You're doing it all yourself. And number two, you're heavier on the listings uh, than you are on the buyers, which means you're a listing agent officially. So I like that too. So, all right. So you sold 60 houses. What was your GCI or for some people, what I don't think for you is, is their ECI, their ego commission income. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's that's awesome. I, I was one of the guys that was in the ego um, portion of that. I didn't realize until I really, really got uh, diligent on tracking my expenses how much I actually made from that. So on that, that was 11.6 million in uh, in volume. Uh, I want to say we were we were right at um, somewhere between 225, 235 on the GCI. Okay. That, okay, that makes sense. And then, so you made two hundred thirty-five thousand. How much did you keep? So my where we're at right now, and again, wasn't as diligent in two thousand five as I am today in two thousand sixteen. But I run about forty-four to forty-seven percent. All right. So you made about one twenty. My yeah, cash. Uh, tax e- return exactly. money you made about yep, twenty. Tax, yep, that's 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 exactly right. Okay. And so you're doing this all on your own pretty much and you're selling five houses a month. What's your average sale price? 
So my average sales price last year was about 196000 This year, it's a little bit lower, but I represent a developer, and I've, I've got a lot of lots that we were selling between fifty-five and 65000 So mm, it, yeah. it's kind of brought so my, my, my average bit, yeah. yeah, my average sales price this year is about 174000 Last year was about 197000 Okay. So where are you getting your business from? So 85% of my business comes from sphere of influence, past clients, just, just straight-up referral business. Um, which, which I'll throw my lenders in there. I get a good bit of uh, business from my lenders. The other, the other 15%, we've probably got about 10% coming from um, internet lead generation. And uh, so that's kind of a mix between we're using the conversion platform right now, which we, we have not used that to the uh, full potential that we should be using that at. And then I've, I've spent some money with Zillow, and, and I've had a really, really good uh, ROI on my Zillow. Uh, so... And then the other 5%, I'd say, may be a mix between sign calls and just other various. And then what's that leave for, uh, what's that leave, 70, 75 for sphere of influence? and? Yeah, no, uh, so that's about 85%. 85%, okay. That's right, that's right. So, so 85%. 15, so, right, 10%-ish from internet lead generation, different forms, conversion, Zillow, and then about another 5% mix from sign calls and okay. just some, some miscellaneous other. stuff. Yeah. That's that right. You'll exactly. take, you'll take the money cause it shows up. So what, um, okay. So let's talk about this. So 85% uh, is huge. It's massive. And you said something uh, very curious to me that I want to d- dive into. You said, I have never, and I don't ever ask for referrals from my customers. Yet at the same time, 85% of 60 is, let's say, 42. So you got 42 deals and you never asked for these deals or asked for these referrals. How's that work? And look, while we're talking about that, let's not to get too too off the uh, the topic, but let's talk about the numbers in 2016 because this is this is very significant. So far this year, in 2016, we have 53 listings sold, 28 buyer sales for a total of 81 transactions, and we're at about 14.3 million Jeez. right now. So you're you're going to like double your business this year. So yeah, the goal was to to double our business this year. That's okay, correct. so that that's phenomenal. So even more, right? And you're doing it all by yourself. So well, let me jump back. So I just hired my first two buyers agents literally a month or two months ago okay well so they the jury's not out on that yet and they, they haven't contributed to the numbers so what what are you doing like how do you get these referrals yeah so that's 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 an awesome question and i believe it, it you know number one the mrea follow the models you know guys like you pat who've been in the business much longer than me and have had a ton more success than me why try to reinvent the wheel, right? Just these these models and systems. What, what specific created. model are you following to a T? So the lead generation model for me is um, is what I follow to the T because we know that that is going to give us eighty percent of. Um, so, so so tell me like what you do on a daily basis. So, so you, yeah, you so wake I, up. What I'm time a, you get to the I, office? So I'm, I get up at five thirty every morning. I bring my little girl. I eat, and I'm I'm a I'm when I tell you regimen. I eat the same thing for breakfast every single day. I eat a cup of egg whites, two whole eggs, half a cup of oats, maybe sprinkle in some blueberries in there. Uh, I'm on the road by 7 a.m. I'm in carpool, dropping my daughter off at 7:20, and I'm usually sitting at my desk at 8 a.m. And then what happens? 
So then from eight to nine, you know, we'll look at the hot sheets. We'll usually take the first hour to return some emails. Some voice What's emails. a hot sheet? So the hot sheet, jump on the MLS and you just kind of, you, you want to see. Oh, so you're just scouring like for new yeah, listings. What's it, what's it, up? So exactly. you spend an hour doing that? No, I spend 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And what do you do at 8.15? So we're returning um, returning emails and, and really setting up the day. So I'll jump in top producer. I'll look at what my uh, my tasks are for the day. Who should I, who, who should I be reaching out to? Um, you know, did any new leads, uh, come in the following day that we need to follow up on? Uh, and I just use that kind of 45 minutes of that time to prepare to get into lead generation at nine o'clock. Okay. And then lead generation at nine o'clock. Uh, what does that mean? So lead generation at nine for me is phone, strictly phone. You know, we'll, we'll throw some text messages in there. You know, first thing I do every morning is I get on Facebook and I pull up the birthdays and I see if any of my, you know, close friends, past clients, anybody in my sphere has a birthday. Uh, it's the first thing I do. I've, I've done this for probably the last three or four years. And, you know, most people get a text message on their birthday. People are going to write on their Facebook wall. Um, not a whole lot of phone calls, I think, are happening. And I think just making that phone call just to wish them a happy birthday and, you know, first thing, 9 o'clock in the morning on, a, you know, their birthday, you're probably the first person who's called them, you know. So th- th- they're usually pretty pretty taken back in, in the fact that you, number one, you remember, which, of course, Facebook can remind everybody whose birthday, you know, who's has a birthday. Um, and, and, two, that you, you, you took the time out to actually physically call them. And that, those calls always, they, they always want to know about the real estate market, People always want to know about work. People are always just interested in, especially if they're genuine, what's going on in your life. And, and, and if you obviously have the same genuine concern for what exactly they're doing, mentality you know, of they, like they appreciate that. So absolutely. absolutely. So you just call them, pick up the phone, and say happy birthday. Yeah. Look, hey, it's Trey. You know, uh, just, just first off, just wanted to, to tell you happy birthday. And and and, and like I said, they're they're usually yeah. taken back, and then from right. there. Conversation usually rolls into how's work, the market, you know, how's the kids, and 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 I and I would recommend anybody who's doing any sort of lead generation that they pick up the phone and their first call of the day is going to be call someone you know is going to be a good call, whether it's your best friend, uh, your mother, <laughs> uh, your grandmother, somebody that that's just it, it just kind of get the endorphins going and, and get you get you excited about being on the phone. I think that's really important. And I think a lot of people, you know, may may get in the first call and they call a lead and they, they may be shot down. And I think that could really kind of, you know, make, you know, screw up your mindset a bit uh, and, and kind of put you in a funky mood, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great advice. You know, make, make the first call a really good one, even if it's your mom or wife or whatever, just, you know, make a good one. And then from there, just flow into it. Birthdays is great because it, you know, it, it brings up the list, tells you who to call right away on Facebook or whatever. Boom, boom, boom. You knock those out. Those are happy calls. They're happy to hear from you. Then after you're done the birthdays, what do you do? So then I'll jump into my top producer account, and, and what we do is anytime we close anybody out, we're, we're typically running somewhere between a 24-touch to a 30-touch plan that's going to be just a mix of you know everything from quarterly phone calls, you know handwritten notes, uh, just some quarterly mail-outs. Like we just sent out all of our uh, football schedules, so that's a great one. And um, you know they, they typically are, are Saints, New Orleans Saints, and LSU. Uh, Tigers uh, football schedules, they'll stay on these these guys' refrigerators until the next year when I resend them out. So that might be just kind of a follow-up call to say, hey, look, did you get the magnet? You know, hope hope everybody's doing well. So I'll just literally go through my top producer account, 
and and whoever's you know on on the list and and I try to have fifteen to twenty good conversations every day. Okay. 15 to 20. So you're knocking out 15 to 20. You're just going down the list. Hey, how's it going? And they're happy to, it sounds like everyone's happy to hear from you because you, you know, you sent them something. Um, and, and you know, they're, they're like, Oh, thanks for that, by the way, or thanks for the birthday wish, or you're, you're giving them something. So what do you say to them exactly? Because, uh, if you're not saying, Hey, who do you know that needs to buy or sell a house in the next six months? What do you say? And yeah, how's so- it turn into a referral? Right. So, Pat, that's an awesome question. Glad you brought that up. So what I typically do is it's just a call and it's just a, it's just a hey, it's Trey with Berkshire Hathaway. I, I typically don't even say who I work for because they, they know what I do for a living. Uh, and if they don't know what I do for a living, I've done a terrible job prospecting in the past, right? So they should know who I am. They're getting emails from me. They're getting handwritten notes from me. They're getting enough stuff from me throughout the year when I call you know, I, I don't want to make it about a real estate call. I want to make it about how can I provide value to this person today. One of the another good thing about Facebook is you can jump on somebody's news feed before you make a phone call and scroll through their news feed just to see if anything significant has happened in their life in the last, you know, sixty days, thirty days, and you could use that as kind of a a lead into a conversation. Say, uh, one of their kids just graduated from kindergarten, or you know, uh, they've got a, a kid, you know, who, who's done really well in some kind of a sports program. Somebody's uh, gotten a, a promotion in a job. There's check their their Facebook. I mean, especially if they're active on social media, there should be some valuable information about them on their news feed that you can use that as leverage for a conversation. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. That's great advice. So, okay, so let's talk about listings. Um, how did you? decide uh, and i'm assuming it's conscious because if it's unconscious most people unconsciously become buyer agents right they don't think uh, i want to be a listing agent they just uh, they just exist and take whatever deal comes to them and it's so much easier nowadays to get buyer deals than it is to get listings so there was obviously some conscious level of thought that you were going to be more listings than buyers so how did that happen so that that's a that's a mindset shift, Pat. I think you, you, like you said, I think consciously you have to make a decision. I, I want to be a listing agent. I, I learned how important leverage is. You know, built a team uh, and learned the only way that I'm going to hit my goals and continue to increase production year after year after year is if I leverage my business. Uh, so bringing some buyers agents in has given us an opportunity to uh, to to unload some of those buyers because you and I both know that buyers take up significantly more time than sellers. Right, and we know how important listings. Would you are. say that's what it was? Is you just knew that buyers took up more time than you really wanted to spend, so you you sort of gravitated towards listings. Man, I, I, Pat, I got burnt out. I got burnt out working seven days a week, uh, working Saturdays and Sundays for three or four hours, taking clients out, showing them property, and, and I have a one year old and a six year old at home, and I mean, it was rare that I that I had a full Saturday and a full Sunday off. So I made the decision, and it was hard for me to buy into. Uh, the leverage piece for 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 this exactly the reason you mentioned earlier in the conversation when you talked about profit margins and you've got your cost of sales, you know, fifty percent of a commission is going out to a buyer's agent. So what does this mean, right? So that means, you know, I've got to give up fifty percent of that, or I, I, I take the full hundred percent commission, and my quality of life sucks. 
Yeah. I, I think I'll put it this way. You don't have to be. I think it helps to be sick of things to give them up. Like, you know, when I gave up buyers, I was sick of buyers. When I gave up listings, I was sick of listings. And when I gave up the whole real estate game and decided to sell my business to my business partner, I was sick of the whole real estate game, you know, and someone asked me a funny question the other day. They said, Pat, how do you become a full-time investor? And I said, well, part of it is you got to be sick of working. You know, you got to be sick of trading time for money. If you get sick of trading time for money, then the, the only thing that's left is to invest in things that make money, you know, have money make money for you rather than you make money for you. So and, and it, it follows the same thing. It helps a lot to transition oh, yeah. if you are sick. So you got I, I, sick of buyers and, that, I got, and that's it. I, I got sick of buyers. And I tell you, man, it, it, the direction that you've, you've gone in, in your life and, and the success that you've had and you've been able to leverage to, to step out of the business completely. I mean, and that's the same, inevitably the same goal that I have is to, to get to the seventh level, to become the CEO of my business and to step out and to kind of like Jeff says all the time. I mean, when you've got, when you're only spending four to five hours a week in your business, you've got an additional, you know, uh, you know, 40, 50 hours a week to, to focus on other, you know, other yeah. business opportunities. So you're, so you're basically by noon, you're done 15 to 20 calls. You're not asking for any referrals. You're just saying, okay, great talking to you. Goodbye. You hang up, you do this every day, five days a week till noon. And essentially magically next thing you know, people start giving you referrals. Yeah, but I mean, if you do what you're supposed to do and you're during those conversations, you are, you know, you're mentioning, hey, look, I mean, you're in real estate. They know you're in real estate. They're, like I said, they're getting marketing pieces from you. You're sending them uh, uh, emails. They're seeing your Facebook ads you're running. They, they know you're in real estate, you know. And, and I think that if, if you're genuine enough in those conversations and you have a genuine enough relationship with those people, those referrals organically happen. I don't, I think when, when, when you become the, this referral agent that, that, or the, the agent that's constantly asking for referrals all the time, those people will stop taking your calls. Here's Trey again. He's calling me. He's asking for, he's <laughs> they asking will. for a they referral They will. Again. They like, will, right? You'll, you'll, you'll burn I'm, out your list. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So like if you don't ask for that business, but you, I tell you what, when those referrals come in, you take care of those referral partners. You, you thank them, How? you send them handwritten notes. Well, I, first the first things first, I pick up the phone, I call them immediately. Boom. Thank you so much for the referral. Once that referral closes, I typically send them a $50 or $75 gift card to a restaurant so they can take their wife or their significant other or their friends or just go and enjoy a night, you know, uh, some cocktails and some dinner on me. Got and, it. And they're not asking for anything by me offering and just showing them, hey, look, I'm really thankful for this referral. They're going to send me referrals in the future. Now, now, do you ever get or do you ever wonder if the person is saying, Trey is stalking me. He knows all this crap about me, you know, and I barely know the guy. Or do you just not worry about that? You just no, like, it's, hey, it's, it's, the, the conversations that I'm having with these people, it's, it's not people that I barely know. These are people that I've had relationships with my entire life or people that I've met in the last five years that I've consistently stayed in touch with. And it has ne never been an issue of, you know, me stalking this. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure no one's going to tell you that anyways. But uh, but yeah, you just can't think like that. You just got to be like, hey, it's a happy birthday, whatever. I see you just had a baby. Da, 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 da. And, and, you know, if people 
put the shit out there on Facebook, then it's going to be, you know, uh, they shouldn't think like that anyways, you know, because they put it out there. That is exactly what I was going to say. You you put this information out here because you wanted people to see it, and you want people. Inevitably, everybody wants someone. Yeah, to, and it's good they get recognition for it because they might have only got six likes on the photo of the baby when they put it up. And if if you call them and say, "Wow, your baby's gorgeous," then uh, that's that's probably better than six likes. It's way 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 better, and it means a lot to them. And they, and, and they remember things like that. And, and by, like I said, just staying in touch with them consistently year after year after year these people will be buying a home in the next you know seven to ten years and when they do and my my list starts to recycle every seven to ten years i mean there's no reason that we shouldn't be doing three four hundred you know uh houses to 500 houses a year i mean it's 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 just numbers you know so i want you to kind of um take me down a path a little bit because you know uh i love talking to agents that don't um, that are listing a lot of houses uh, that aren't uh, don't have a big team because I think there's people out there that are listening that don't have a big team. And when they go on a listing appointment, they compete against agents with a big team. So if I'm a seller and you're you, right? Forget about you know your recent endeavor in the uh, trying out buyer agents or whatever. I'm a seller. Trey, I'm talking to another guy, and he has a team of 15 people. He told me, hey, when I told him I was talking to you, he told me, hey, would you rather have Peyton Manning or would you want the whole Denver Broncos? How do you respond to that, Trey? It, it's it's going to be a little different for me on this question. I feel like it's kind of a little bit of a loaded question. Typically, any any listing presentation that I go into is a referral. I'm not. I'm usually never competing with somebody. I have lost. Uh, I have lost listings uh, before to other agents. Uh, so I'm not saying that I'm 100 percent by any means. But I'm, I'm my conversion rate on listing appointments is really high because I'm typically not competing with another agent. However, if I were. And you go in there and you go in there with a strong listing presentation and you have the references as far as like Zillow, like you can get on my Zillow profile and I have 50 plus uh, testimonials and you've got, you know, we, we've sold, um, you know, 81 homes in the last uh, uh uh, whatever, uh, six months, since whatever, since January, so they last eight months. And you can show these people that you've had that success and, and what, as a solo agent, I don't know if this is like somebody, just an agent or somebody with an administrative assistant. I think if you go into those, those listing presentations and, and you're confident in yourself, and I think, again, that's a mindset thing, you know what I mean? And you go in there and you tell them, look, I'm the best. You're doing yourself a disservice by not working with me. And, and I'm not saying you don't tell that to your client, but that's, that's the mindset, right? That's what you tell yourself going into these. And you're able to handle those objections and say, well, hey, look, you know, uh, the, the, the Denver Broncos are great, right? The entire team, but the star of the show is Peyton Manning. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. And I am the, the, the agent that you will be specifically working with, not then they're not going to pass you off to a uh, transaction coordinator. You're going to hear from me. You're going to hear from me biweekly or I'm sorry, bimonthly. Every, every other week we're going to call you. We're going to send you, you know, information weekly. We're going to send you feedback weekly and we're going to, we're going to chat. And, and if you need anything, here's my cell phone number. You call me and you talk to me directly. And I, I don't know, probably bouncing around on this. Um, uh, no, no, it's great. No, I, I like um, it. I like it because here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's something creative I'm thinking of right now. So, so you could say, listen, that's one way to look at it, but here's how I look at it. 
Would you rather have Peyton Manning's cell phone or would you rather have the landline that goes into the locker room that the towel boy is going to pick up? And See, you, I think that that's an that's awesome. You know, and then that is and an then, awesome analogy. And then and then what you do is then you you take a piece of paper, you write down your cell phone, and you hand it to him. You say, "This is the only number you're going to need during the entire transaction." You, you know what, Pat? I pray that I walk into a listing presentation and that happens to me, so I can use that script. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean that because that's it, right? I mean, it's just it's all about the strategy. It, it, it is like Dan Greep says, strategery. That's right. And like I said, if you go in there with a strong listing presentation and you're you're very confident, and you have a strong mindset, and you you do have the experience, there you know, inevitably, who has the better connection with the seller? You and I both know that that's inevitably who they're going to pick. Typically, they'll pick sometimes the agent who wants to who says they can get a more. But at the end of the day, you and I both know that typically they're full of crap. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the, you know, that one hour or so when you're on a listing appointment, you have to assume that everyone in there that you're competing against is desperate. And they're going to tell them whatever they have to tell them. They're going to price it wherever they have to price it. You know, they're going to do whatever they have to do to get it. And if you're the most, uh, if you connect with them the most, right, and they believe you the most, and what you say to them is logical, and, and you've addressed all their problems and solved all their problems, then they're going to go with you. That's right. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you, I used to be, you know, when I first got in the business and first started, because I, I came from three and a half years, four, almost four years as a buyer's agent into a listing agent, I was nervous. You know, I had never gone into listing presentations. I didn't have any experience listing property. And, and I was a lot more timid in the beginning as far as telling, telling sellers what I think they should do to get their home ready to sell. And I'll tell you, my mindset completely shifts. I will not take listings if the seller does not take my recommendations. And I've taken some listings in the past that I wish I would have never taken because I knew I knew in the back of my mind they wouldn't sell. So if I can give anybody any advice listening to this podcast, if if you feel in your heart that they need to change things, aka like let's say it's landscape, it's paint, it's it's just overall condition. Uh, you know, if they could add spend five or six thousand bucks to get a return of an extra ten or fifteen thousand dollars you need to tell them that and you're doing them a disservice if you do not and i've tell i tell you my my listing game has changed significantly since i've gone in there and 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 i've treated myself as i'm the professional you called me you want my feedback this is what you need to do and if you're not willing to do this i cannot take this listing wow that's awesome, buddy. Well, that's awesome. Well, I can see, Trey, why you get so many referrals. I can see why your business is doubling this year. You've certainly got it together, and you know where to focus, and you know what to do, and your your schedule's phenomenal. I love it. You know, I mean, you're so diligent. You eat the same thing for breakfast every morning, and then you go in the office and do the same thing till noon. So uh, if everybody did that, everyone would be successful. And the cool part about it is it just, it's kind of like, you know, if you do something, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but but it's kind of like you reap what you sow, right? If you sow exactly like trade does until noon every day and never ask for a referral, you will reap referrals 100% of the time, not 99% of the time. Uh, it, it's going to happen. It's going to be impossible for you to do what he does for a year 
and not get a massive amount of, of real estate referrals that turn in commi- to commissions. I, I guarantee you that. So yeah, Pat, and, and, and by that you were you were talking about uh, kind of reaping what you sow. It's also the compound effect, right? I'm, I'm, Dan yeah. Hardy has a book, The Compound Effect, great book, and it talks about doing these little, minute, unsexy things over and over again consistently. I mean, look, I'll tell you this. I, I, I'm in I'm in here lead generate until 11:30, 12 o'clock every day. Mm. I, I'm out. I'm out of my office by four o'clock. I'm at the gym by four thirty-five. Boom! Every day, unless I have a listing appointment to go. That's on. awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, Trey, this has been really fun. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to get on the show. If you guys have any referrals in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and you want to talk to an agent direct on their cell phone, I'm going to put Trey's cell phone and all his information on Digital dot com backslash Trey. He's the only Trey we've had on, so it'll be easy to find him. But uh, or you could go, you could go into the show notes and just type in Trey Willard. But in any event, Trey, thank you so much for coming on, and hopefully we'll uh, get together in the future and break some bread. Pat, man, I, I would love that, dude. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I hope again I provided some value to the listeners. This episode is brought to you by Rebus University and its flagship product, the Certified Listing Agent Course, or the CLA designation. Rebus is an online platform for sales training, typically not taught in a classroom setting, or almost never taught in a classroom setting. As I mentioned, its flagship product, the CLA, Certified Listing Agent, exposes massively disruptive techniques regarding rapport building, commission enhancements, and the latest sales techniques and objection handling scripts. I suggest you go to hybendigital.com backslash discount. That's hybendigital.com backslash discount. And try a free trial of some of the modules. Play around. Take a few of the quizzes that are offered on Rebus. See what you think of the online learning platform. If you want to invest in the entire course, simply use that link to get $100 off. A lot of the people that have put the course together think that the course should sell for $5,000. And as a listener of Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars, if you use the link, hybendigital.com backslash discount, you will get it at way less than 20% of of that belief cost. Basically what it is, is the CLA course is put together by eight of the world's top listing agent. And it shows you, you know, how they list and how they get practically every seller that they meet to sign with them and to use them as the listing agent. Several of his students are renowned agents around the world or the number one agents are in the top 10 in their companies. This is what one of the recent graduates, Dion Jones, said. He says, wow, first class material. Jeff Cohn is a rock star. Rachel Adams and others deliver tons of value. Thank you, Pat, for drawing out that little extra from each presenter. If you are a realtor and thinking about becoming one or thinking about becoming one, invest in yourself with Rebus University. Well said, Dion. Thanks so much for the positive comment and hybendigital.com backslash discount. Check it out today.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.